The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. And Megan and myself are back in the studio with A Lifestyle of Love. Hey everyone, episode four. (laughs) Episode four. (laughs) Yay. We've been having a great time, eh? Yes. um, I've I've always read that scripture Mm. and I've loved that scripture. Mm -hmm. But since we've been doing this, it's just like illuminated. It really does, eh? Yes, it's just awesome. I mean, there are so many people that offer... A sweet aroma sacrifice to the devil. Ye- yes. When okay, they- <laughs> I didn't see that going. <laughs> I thought you were going to say to God. <laughs> yeah. You know, when they are bitter, mm. when they give off sharp words. Yes. Um, when they that want. That stuff stinks. Yeah. When they deliberately want to hurt somebody mm. and they are offering. A sacrifice. Yes. A sweet aroma to the devil. Okay, it'll be sweet to the devil. (laughs) A rotten aroma. He likes rotten, so. Um, Or you can say a death aroma. Yes, that's right. To the devil. Mm. And um, yes, that you will obviously find in the world. Yes. But unfortunately, we find it amongst Christians. Yes. I just think, you know, it's it's not a, a train smash in the sense that now you are condemned. Mm. You know, what you're doing is absolutely wrong. We don't you're a goat, you know, <laughs> you're going to you're gonna burn where the worm dies not. It's just a lack of wisdom it's and a lack revelation. Of wisdom. That's, that's all, all it is. That's why in the old covenant they um and I'm just wanna quote it again, Matthew chapter twenty two. One of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, verse 35, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Thinking now, you know, I'm really going to catch this guy out. And Jesus said to him, and this is easy, this just flowed from his heart, man. And I think if you get to know him and you get to read these scriptures, I think he enjoyed answering that (laughs) because this came from his heart, Mm. you know. And the scripture says, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Mm. I like to say it like this. It's what makes the law and the prophets work because you are keeping that command. Mm. And it's one of the things I, I love about God, and I've told you this before, he has a way of simplifying things. Yeah. So while everybody is trying to live according to the Ten Commandments and 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 try and keep all those 613 laws. Yeah. He comes up with one beautiful commandment. Yeah. His 
He's like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. He's, he's like, love me with everything yeah. in you and you and love your neighbor as yourself. And just by doing that, you've already fulfilled the law. What did James call it? He said, if you fill, if you fulfill the royal law yes. according to Scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well. That's ja James chapter two, <laughs> verse eight. Keeping it simple, you, you do know? well. James called it the royal law. Mm. Wow. Hey? <laughs> well, he, he, some Christians don't even know it's called the royal law. Yes. Well, Jesus is the king of kings, so kings, <laughs> yeah. royal. <laughs> and then um, I just want to uh, go over to First John, and we can read chapter 3. Oh, if you're looking for your page of scriptures, I may have snatched it away. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, verse 21, it says, Beloved, if, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward love. He says, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. Or you can say this, or we keep the royal law and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Verse 23, this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Mm. And where it says pleasing in his sight you can say and allows for there to be a, um, a sweet a sweet aroma <laughs> <laughs> my goodness so do you want to read romans chapter 13 yes okay what All translation right. is that this is the new king james okay um I believe I've read this from the Passion Translation before, and it was a really beautiful translation. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think it's a good idea for me to get up and get that. <laughs> so okay. I'm just going to read it from the New King James. It's uh, Romans 13, verses 8, right down to verse 10. It says, Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, mm. you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. Mm. And if there is any other commandment, um, are all, they are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself love does no harm to a neighbor therefore love is the fulfillment of the law mm. now let me read that from the amplified classic translation okay verse 8 keep out of debt and owe no man anything except and i'm going to put you in parentheses the debt to love one another. Mm. For he who loves his neighbor, who practices loving others. In other words, who those who maintain the royal law has fulfilled the law relating to one's fellow men, meeting all its requirements. Then he says, 
the commandments, in other words, the requirements. You shall not commit adultery. We read it like this, fulfilled. You shall not kill, fulfilled. You shall not steal, fulfilled. You shall not covet, have an evil desire, fulfilled. And any other commandment are summed up in the single command, you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. Love does no wrong to one's neighbor. It never hurts anybody. Mm. Hmm. You see, the thing is, oh, sorry. Therefore, love meets all the requirements and is the fulfilling of the law. Wow. And that's an easy one to, okay, let me not say easy, but mm. it's simple. So you are, if you love your neighbor, you will not want to steal from them. If you love them, you will not want to murder them. Yeah. And if you love them, you will never covet like mm. their own things. And so, so he's saying, you know, that's why when you love your neighbor as yourself, mm. you're fulfilling all of those commandments. Yeah. So that I mean, look how simple he makes it for us. Mm. If you go through this series and you go through these scriptures that we gave in this, we went through those scriptures because the Bible tells us to um, live a life full of love and follow the example of Christ. Yes. And then those scriptures were the examples that and Christ... And there are more of them. Yes. The, those were examples of Christ under severe attack, high tensions. And today, the Christians... Oh, man, they don't even experience 5% no. of what he went through. And they retaliate. Yes. They retaliate that quick. And what we're saying is we are supposed to follow his example. Mm. You know, do you remember when he was brought before, I believe it was Pontius Pilate, and Pontius said to him, you know, aren't you going to say anything mm. uh, about these accusations against against you? And Jesus kept quiet. And Pilate marveled at that. Mm. You know, that is the example of Christ. Yes. That is a life filled with love, refusing to do harm to your neighbor. How does this say it? Um, the Amplified Classic, love does no wrong to one's neighbor. It never hurts anybody. Or you can say it like this, love refuses to hurt anybody. Yes. Absolutely refuses. I'm not going to violate that law. That is the royal law of love himself. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to imitate love. And and what did he tell us in one of the episodes? He said, if you're going to imitate me, there's only one thing you, yes. you can copy, and that is love. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, what would the reverse be of that? Yes. If you're not imitating love, you are imitating Your hate. Your father, the devil. Yeah. Which is, yes. <laughs> yes, it's hate. If you listen to all these scriptures... It just puts you in a mindset of love. And it's you, actually not that difficult. You start appreciating the things that Jesus did because yeah. um, even now I, I think about 1 Corinthians 13, uh, I believe it's verse 7, where it says love always protects. Yeah, And then you picture Jesus standing before uh, Pontius Pilate and he's saying, do you... 
you know, what do you say about these accusations? You know, yeah. and he keeps quiet. You know, he could have turned aw- turned around and said, you know what, Lord, not your will, mm. my will rather. This is yeah. just too much for me. I mean, he was sweating blood in the yeah. garden. Yeah. He could have said no ways, but he protected everyone. And he carried on with his father's will and he went to the cross. You know, thank you, Lord. I've just, I was just reminded of the Apostle John. Um, he was the youngest of the apostles and he outlived everyone. Yes. And um, after uh, the Apostle Paul started up those seven churches that's mm. um, listed there in the book of Revelation, and um, the Apostle Paul became a martyr and um, they, they executed him. And John... Again, was the one that he oversaw those churches. He took Paul's place, just like when he was at the cross, mm. and Jesus handed his mother over to John. Yes, didn't hand him over to anyone else. Handed him over to John because John is the only disciple that, if you read his gospel, yes. he says the disciple whom Jesus loved. And he had such a revelation of love that Jesus could look at him and say, you got it. Mm. You've got it. You're doing it. And John did do it. And he outlived them all. In fact, he eventually went to a political prison at age 92 or 93. But the point is when he was visiting the those different churches that Paul started. He sat at the back, you know. And history, church history tells us that at the end of the message, the pastors of those churches, the young pastors would say, you know, Brother John, do you have anything to tell us? And he would always end it off with, just walk in love, brethren. Just walk in love. Because there's power in it, so wow. much power in it. There's freedom in it. Yeah. You're experiencing like God. Imagine if churches were made this a part of their preaching year after year after year until the congregation got it. Mm. And I mean, I'm talking about churches around the world in India, in the Ukraine, in Israel, in, in the UK, in the United States, in Venezuela, yeah, in South Africa where the church would come to a place where they understood, oh, my word, I get what all these apostles are saying. This is not some good suggestion. This, I don't have an excuse Mm. to violate this. I'm supposed to, my whole conduct is supposed to be around this. Yes. I'm supposed to treat it as something sacred. I get to walk in love. It's not, you know, I'm telling you, you better walk in love. Mm. I get to walk in love. And I also think that, um, you know, when we open ourselves up and and walk in love, mm. we become an open vessel for Jesus to operate through. When there's strife and there's hatred, um, you actually block him. Yeah. So how are you supposed to do the workings of Jesus yeah. if, if you you are blocking it with negativity. Yeah. You know, because it can love can it can only flow through love. Yeah. Imagine all the churches 
preaching this message of love. And then, you know, mm. teaching the church on oh, the faith and yes, teaching wow. the church on other things and coming back to love again. Don't ever quit on love. Mm. Keep telling them about the love of God. Teach them the way the apostles were trying to get it across to us, the, the way Jesus was getting it across to us, telling us, you know, be imitators of love and live a life filled with love. Mm. And it talks about the command of love. And it says, love your neighbor. And, you know, love never hurts anybody. How does it go again? Yeah, it says, yeah, let us live and conduct our lives honorably and becomingly. Um, I'm reading. Uh, wow, I've gone right down. Uh, <laughs> verse 10. Love does no wrong to one's neighbor. It never hurts anybody. Yes. You keep in the command of love. You can say it like, like I said, you can say it this way. Love refuses to hurt anybody. Yes. When you come to that place where you, it doesn't matter when someone's pushing all the wrong buttons and you still looking at them and you've got this attitude where I refuse to hurt you. Yes. Yeah, but they're hurting me. Mm. You know, they're hurting me. No, you don't want to violate that royal law. Now you're putting away childish things. Yes, that's true. You're maturing. And now you're, doing you're that. maturing. Imagine if the church matured like that all over the world. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I mean, how would that change everything? Well, that's a church without spot and wrinkle, isn't it? Yes, it is. Does the Lord have any reason any further to hold back his coming after that? No ways. Cause <laughs> the, uh, yeah, because the scripture says he's looking for a church without spot and wrinkle. Yes. That's what he's doing. And the reason why he's delaying his coming is because a handful have put away childish things. Mm. They're looking, they're treating this command you can say it like this. It's an order to the church yes. to walk in love. You don't have an excuse. Mm. And you can't say, yeah, but, you know, the Lord knows my heart. <laughs> you, you know, you, in other words, you're making provision for the flesh. But the scripture says down here, it says in verse 14 of Romans chapter 13, but clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the indulging the flesh. Put a stop to thinking about the evil cravings of your physical nature to gratify its desires, its lusts. So basically you've got to clothe yourself with love. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, imagine the church had the reverence for the commandment of love mm, and would, treated it like that. Yes, respected it because... And say, you know, that is the royal law. Yes. You know, I get to walk in love. Mm. I mean, the church all over the world would be offering a sacrifice, a sweet aroma to their father every day from different time zones yes. around the world. How amazing would that be? I remember um, in our earlier days, we when we used to talk about the commandment of love, there was a time when 
um, that's all we were speaking about. Yeah. We got into a habit of doing where we'd say, I love the Lord with all my heart and all my soul yeah. and all my strength. And I love my neighbor as myself. And then Kenneth basically said that is what he does every yeah. morning and yeah. every night. He always says, I love the Lord with all my heart and all my soul and all my strength. Yeah. And I love my neighbor as myself. You know, I'm talking about that now. The Lord just uh, quickened a testimony that I have. Um, I was really young in the spirit. I mean, I think I was saved about by this time, only a year or two years. And I had gotten a hold on that this is the command of love. And, you know, you can say what you want and you can do what you want but you don't have an excuse to violate that yes. that command of love. You know, you're supposed to love your neighbor. End of story. You can't debate that. Mm. There, I was still living with my folks at that time. And this guy, my, my folks always had a heart for people. And they still do. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the, the people that were the outcasts. And... Um, Unfortunately, they were taken advantage of a time or two because of that. And they took in this guy, this young guy. Now, he came from a, a good family. And his own family actually put a court order against him. So that he doesn't come and see his sister and don't come back to the house. Get out. That must be don't, bad. Yeah. And um, if you had met this guy, you would perfectly understand why his family actually did that. This guy, man, was except he went out of his way to annoy people. And <laughs> he what a career. Yeah. You know, he also didn't, I don't think he was aware of it. It was just, it, it was so developed on the inside mm. of him. And now he moved in with us. And so when we, he was very loud, very boisterous, um, very obnoxious, you know. I mean, he just had a way of saying something and just mm, twist you and, you know, get a retort out of you. Yes. And for some reason, I just, I don't understand it. My parents just didn't kick him out. They just did not kick him out. And he was lazy as well, just took advantage, just ate and just, didn't clean up, didn't do the dishes, nothing. Well, this just irked me, you know. I just, I spoke to my folks. I said, get rid of this guy. Yeah, if we get rid of him, you know, where's he going to go? I said, it's not your problem. Mm. I said, it's really not your problem. I said, guys, I understand you've got a good heart. I, I, I get that. But this guy, he's really irritating everyone at home. <laughs> and he's also we're not helping him we actually enabling, enabling it, it yeah. yes and uh oh this just went on for weeks and for weeks and nothing changed nothing changed and i was i was praying by this time but i was praying irritated prayers <laughs> god you know this guy is annoying just can you get him out here please mm. he's a thorn in my flesh just please get rid of this guy you know, and I'd pray that and pray that and nothing happened. Mm. And I can't imagine yeah. why. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day God said to me, you know, I don't answer prayers based on irritation. And uh, I stopped and I said, yeah, yeah, I know. 
And he said, you just need to pray one prayer based in love. And it'll get answered. I said, yeah, you're right. And I went outside. Because he's talking and talking loud. Talks louder than the TV, you know. And he don't care if you're busy watching. You're trying to tune in. And he's just, blah, 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 you know, just very, very, very annoying. I mean, mm-hmm. just grate your tooth kind of thing. And so I went outside and I started off and I said, God, and I'm gritting my teeth saying this. <laughs> you know, God, I love this guy. I love him with the love of Christ. And I was like, boy, that's not convincing. <laughs> And, um, well, God. Is this where people would say, but he knows my heart? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I knew I had to take this serious. I knew I had to keep the command of love. I knew it. So I stopped. And I waited a few minutes. and and, And the Lord said to me, just to help you along, put yourself in his shoes. And just think about his situation. I spent a few moments. And I thought about his situation. I just allowed the compassion of Jesus to rise up. And I prayed a prayer that was, it moved me. (laughs) You know, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I I genuinely felt for him. And I I said, Lord, you got to help this guy. I said, this guy, if I don't pray for this guy, where is he going to land? He's actually on the street right now. Yes. He's unemployed. He's on the street. He's lazy. He's got a life of destruction. It's going to ruin his life. He could land up with an early death. Mm. His family don't want him. They don't care about him. And I said, Lord, just, just help this guy. I said, please. And I said, Lord, you've got to take him out of our family. Um, I said, I prayed before, get him out of the house because he's an irritation to my flesh. I said, but I'm not praying that anymore. I'm praying, Lord, get him out of this house because if you don't, it's not helping him one bit. And we need help. Get him into a family where he's going to respect those people, Lord, and help him get into a family where they can discipline him and really just be a blessing to him. And I prayed along those lines. I prayed for his prosperity. And that was it. One prayer. Yes. And I walked away. I said, Lord, thank you for that. That You're going to help him. Mm. I said, you're going to help him. Walked you took in, the attention off yourself. Took and the put attention off myself. And a week later, one week, he came in the door and he said, I'm moving to Jeffrey's Bay. And we were like, what? Where? What? <laughs> I said, there's a family that wants me to come over to, to Jeffrey's Bay. I said, okay. Well... What happened from there? You went to Jeffrey's Bay. And you know what? He prospered. He got a job. He met a beautiful woman. Got married. She's a foreigner. And he's living in Europe today. (laughs) I was like, wow. One love prayer. Yeah. And I know we are over our time now. (laughs) But that just shows you faith works. It will only work when you live a life filled with love. And you're not, don't pray prayers of irritation Mm. like I did. Those those prayers do not move love. Because the the scripture says, be an imitator of love. Be an imitator 
of love. So faith is the car and love is the fuel that makes it drive. That's it. And with that, we've got to end this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing.